It's the SWP presented by All Insurance Ontario and Jim K. Ford. The time to be shopping for insurance is when your record is clean. At that point, should you really be trying to save another 87 cents a month? No. You want to put yourself in the best spot possible for when you actually use your insurance. Call or text me, your insurance guy. I'm Jared Gerard, All Insurance Ontario, 613-801-2659. All Insurance Ontario, your modern boutique broker. Jim K. Ford is your home of the all-new Ford Maverick. Designed to seize the day, this beautiful truck is built Ford Tough and gives you the best of both worlds. Compact on the outside, but still big enough on the inside to seat five and store all your stuff as well. Not to mention the cool 8-inch touchscreen on your dash to help you get your work done. Learn more and pre-order the all-new Ford Maverick today at JimKFord.com. The Steve Warren Project. Sports and whatever. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the SWP here on a no-edit Monday. It's a no-edit Monday. It's a show with episodes every single weekday. That first part's for my co-host. Filled with hoopla and tales of Ottawa sports and whatever. It's Steve along with Jimmy schmoozing it up again. James, what's going on? Stevie boy, how are you? I'm great. You? I'm good, man. Yeah, I'm good. Uh, no edit Monday. All right, we'll do that. Big week, Stevie. Uh, big week. What's happening? Um, you and I go way back. Okay, you and I go way back. I think you were... Uh, at my 50th birthday party. Uh, very funny. You were very funny there. You reminded me, uh, because we break out into song and dance, you know, our family, <laughs> right? <laughs> and Like the Partridge I, family back in the day we compared you to. That was gr- it was great. You know, my mother, my mother loved that stuff, you know. She loved showing us off. We weren't even that good, you know. But she was, you know, people would come over and my, my, my mom would, you know, you know, sort of circle her hand around like this, and meaning pointing to us, get the guitar and the drums, boys. Okay, get that, get the piano going, right? And then, so my my girlfriend, uh, eventually wife and then ex-wife, uh, Allison, she came to the house and I was explaining how odd my mother can be, mm-hmm. you know? And uh, she just does her thing and, and uh, she's a control freak, okay? Uh, it's kind of her way or the highway. And, and, uh, Allison said, well, that'll be fine. You know, that, that'll be fine. And I said, you don't, you don't want to upset my mother. Okay. You don't want to go against the grain with my mom. Anyway, everyone was into the wine and then it was after dinner. And then of course my mom, boy, let's go get the guitars going and all this. And then she sort of nodded to Allison like, okay, watch this now. Right. And Allison was sort of raising her eyebrows a bit going, what's going on here? You know? And, uh, and then as we started to strum along, Allison turned to my mother, just like you said, and goes, what are you guys, the, the darn Partridge family? <laughs> oh, buried in like that. Yeah, the mother-in-law would never like that. Yeah, already, not, she's not good enough for her Jimmy, but to say something like that, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, I was like, and then and then when you saw it for the first time, I forget, you know what? What are we on the set of the pig and whistle? What's going on? What is a hoot nanny? Okay. Well, it was almost like it because it, it it came together in such an organized fashion, right? It's just right. standard house party, and it came together so organized, and it was like 
did I get tickets to this or something? Like, is is the Jerome family scheduled to play at a certain time? You have roadies here and stuff. Anyway, it was uh, it was interesting. It reminded me of uh, it was like karaoke. You know, I used to MC this show uh, at at a, at a bar here. You've heard it before, the sidetrack, and I did that for years. And cool bar, the guy. You know, he had a his goal was to stay open with live entertainment seven nights a week. You know, and uh, but there's some off nights, Stevie. You know, in the dead of winter, and you gotta do a thing on Tuesday nights. Well, no one's coming out to watch a band, so he said, "Jim, you're gonna do karaoke." No, and I said, "No, I'm not. No, I'm not." He said, "Yes, you are. You're doing karaoke on Tuesday nights." So I said, "Okay, uh, you can't write this, Stevie. Okay, you cannot write this uh, karaoke. Here we go. People are signing up, Steve." And the very first contestant, the girl was deaf. Steve. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. Who tried to sing. God okay. bless her. You know, yeah, God absolutely. Bless her. As long as she's having absolutely. a good time, that's all good. Yeah. And uh, but I know what you're anyway, yeah. the karaoke reminded me of our family. <laughs> that's the great thing Do about Irish tic- music. Do we need tickets for this thing? <laughs> <laughs> the... Uh, yeah, uh, that's the thing about Irish music. It's so great. Like, you know, you can, it, it's, it's great. You don't have to be able to sing. I mean, it's good if you can. It makes the Irish music better. But sure. it's just like oh. it, it lends itself to the tone deaf and it lends itself to the drunkness. Right. And, it, and off you go. You just, be, yeah. you just, it's not so much singing as it is hollering, right? Yeah. Her eyes, they shone like <laughs> the diamonds. You think yeah. she was queen of the land and that kind of stuff. That's yeah, what I love I, about those types of, uh, that kind of music and that kind of party. I got to hate it. The first gig I did down in the Maritime, Stevie, I I uh, was exposed to almost their national anthem, Steve, which is, I'm a broken man on a Halifax pier. <laughs> I've of the musketeers. Okay, God damn but, them all. Yeah, that was good. I said, like, that was good. My first, I said, that's fantastic. And everybody knows the word. Let's do it again. You know, and they did it again. Okay, Steve, six times a day for 10 in a row, enough of a broken man on a shut up. Okay. Who's that, Stan Rogers? I don't know, Stevie. I, I, I don't know who it was. Anyway. All right, let's move along. Funny. Let's do something. Okay, yeah, let's sorry. do something. Let's get into some sports talk. The Mighty Senators, who a good chunk of our audience cares yep. for deeply, they've had mm-hmm. a tough run here. Yeah, they uh, points wise, they're now in last place in the NHL in the year that they said that the rebuild was over. But let's get away from that for a second, because the the record, I mean, it's still only 15 games into an 82 game season. There's still time to turn this thing around. Right. But then they have COVID. They have 10 people that go into the COVID protocol. The NHL to shut them down for three games. And on Monday night, they're going to take on the Colorado Avalanche. Well, they don't exactly get to ease back into things, Jimmy. Right. They have four road games in six days. They're shaking off the rust of a week-long layoff. They have the lingering effects of COVID right into the high altitude of Colorado and then the body clock issues of being in California for the three games after that. They're also now without their best scorer, and Drake Batherson is going to miss this entire road trip. So this to say this is a, going to be a challenging Western road trip, I'd say that's a bit of an understatement. I'm not sure they've seen anything quite like it. But as DJ Smith puts it, excuses are for losers, which is pretty much true when you think about it because the winners don't really need anybody to oh, no. <laughs> throw some excuses <laughs> yeah. down. They're too busy getting drunk and uh, 
right. home with the prom queen. Or excuses are for coaches that don't want to be fired. Yeah. Enough of the excuses. Okay. Yeah. yeah enough of the, yeah. It's like I was listening to an interview yesterday. The, the Edmonton Eskimos or Elks uh, have had apparently, well, not apparently, one of the worst seasons of their existence this year. And yeah, the city went, of champions is a long in yeah, their rearview mirror right not now. Not so long ago. Yeah. So they're interviewing the coach. Okay. And got to be on his way out. Okay. Got to be on his way out, Stevie. Well, uh, as you're saying this, I'll, I'll interrupt you there because everybody's been fired. Oh, they, they have they, been. They made him, they just like literally before we came on and oh, they okay. made a major shakeup. They've announced the firing of their president and CEO, Chris Presson, their general manager, Brock Sunderland. And their head coach Jamie Elizondo. That after finishing the year three and eleven, okay. so just wanted to fill you in on that before you go any further. Well, well, I'll tell you. It, it, certainly, I understood that was coming. I didn't know that, you know, uh, but I knew it was coming when the interview with the head coach and he said, "Okay, so they get wiped out. I don't know what, how many wins they had. Whatever they were, uh, three, you know, three and fifteen or whatever. Eleven, okay. eleven, three and eleven, fourteen. They only played fourteen games in CFL." Just because COVID. Oh, okay. To shorty uh, this year. They'll be back to uh, 18 next year. Anyway, they interviewed the coach, Stephen, give him the, how, you know, your thoughts on the year, you know, and, and all he did, Steve, was blame everyone else but himself. And I oh, said, he's yeah. toast. He kept going. I'll tell you what, okay. A lot of those games, a lot of those losses, I'll tell you what, flip of the coin. It could have gone either way. It could have gone either way. And, and, the, and you know, the, the guy was like, you mean eleven times? It could have could have gone either way. <laughs> yeah. See you later. Yeah, that's too bad. That's too bad. Life life in the big bad world of sports. Yeah, yeah. Well, it certainly it was interesting because it was a big Ottawa connection. Because Sunderland, who is the GM of the Elks, he was Ottawa's assistant GM uh, right. in the early days of the Red Blacks. Jamie Elizondo was Ottawa's offensive coordinator in the early days of the Red Blacks. Mm-hmm. And Trevor Harris, who started the year as the starter with the uh, Elks. Um, he was a Red Blacks quarterback, took them to the 2018 Grey Cup where they lost, and he didn't even make it out of the season. They traded him away. They'd basically had enough of his guff. Right. They traded to Montreal, and in a big game over the weekend, Trevor Harris and the Alouettes took on the Ottawa Red Blacks, who've had a miserable season themselves. They actually were 3-11, and just like the Elks were, and Trevor Harris and the Alouettes, in a big game for them, found a way to lose to the sad sack Red Blacks. Uh-oh. In, in, a, in a big comeback by the Red Blacks. So it was, a, it was a pretty exciting way for the Red Blacks to finish what was an absolutely miserable season. It looked like Montreal had things sewn up, but they kept fumbling the ball and setting up uh, opportunities for the Red Blacks. And so it all came down to the final seconds. Ottawa quarterback Caleb Evans, who might be their quarterback next year, I have no idea, but uh, he piles it in from one yard out. And then they had to go for the two-point convert to try yep. for the win. They didn't have to go for it. They could have kicked the the convert to just tie the game and maybe force overtime in the dying seconds, but they went for the two pointer for the win. And uh, I respected that because who cares at this stage, if you lose that game, go for okay. it while you have a chance to get a W, but uh, that's how it all shook down for the mighty red blacks. Cause that might be the worst decision ever. You're tied. And instead of kicking the, uh, the, the, the convert, they went for the two. No, they, they got the six points and that brought them to within one. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. Yep. So they could have tied it. Even worse. Kick. And they didn't kick the one-pointer. <laughs> what? 
Well, that's because they sucked so. They sucked so badly. So they just saw it's the last game of the year, a chance to get a W. Might as well be confident because it's not a lot to lose, and you really wanted to be aggressive there. And so, anyway, it feels good for them to go into the offseason with a W, I guess. But I got to think a lot of those guys who are feeling good about things after that W probably aren't going to be back next year after a 3-11 and season. Yeah. Didn't the Elks also swipe uh, the great wide receiver from Ottawa, Ellingson? Yeah, Greg Ellingson. He's awesome. Yeah, he's really good. Love that guy. Um, Anyway, good luck to them in the offseason. Maybe they're going to end up like Ottawa. You're probably sitting around in Ottawa waiting to see if the shoe's going to drop today or tomorrow. Well, I mean, the Red Blacks, they just got a new coaching staff for this season. They've already fired their GM this season. I don't know if there'll be a whole lot of change up or not, but uh, we shall see. But there, there's got to be changes. There's no doubt about that. They're going to find themselves That's, a quarterback. <laughs> okay, yeah. I'm just laughing, Steve, because my two stories. I'll weigh in some, on some CFL, you know, and suggest that uh, the Eskimos, Elks, fire all their staff. I, I'd like to suggest that. And maybe Ottawa should do the same thing. Well, Jim, uh, they just hired a new coaching staff and everyone, the personnel in Ottawa, and they did that already in Edmonton. All right, we'll be right back after this break. (laughs) Jim Jerome suggesting things that have already occurred. All right. Talk about a few other things. Tiger Woods in the news. He's already got a better shot of winning the Masters than most of the field. This is a guy who continues to recover from that catastrophic February car wreck. But he posted a video of himself swinging a club. We'll talk about that coming up after these words. Are you getting back to life and don't have time to review your insurance policies? Do you want me to have a look at it for you and see if you're properly covered? I'll take a professional look at it and let you know what I see and you make the decisions. Text 860-6008. All Insurance Ontario, your modern boutique broker. Did you know the Jim K. Ford has been around since 1982, one of the longest running dealerships in Ottawa? The K. Family proudly strives to provide the best service in the automotive market with the help of their fantastic team of professionals. They're always training and improving to ensure you always have the finest buying experience. Check them out today at jimkford.com, 1438 Uville Drive in Orleans. And if you're thinking of buying or selling a home in the Ottawa area, we've got your guy. We've got your real estate agent for you. It's the Glenn Walton Real Estate Team. Glenn helped me sell a family home last year. He set aside a budget to help us out with painting, cleaning, staging, and even updating our ceiling lights for us. We took advantage of all of that. He can do the same for you. We ended up with multiple offers, and the home sold for well over asking price. Call the Glen Walton Real Estate Team today at glenwalton.com. So what did you think of this Tiger Woods video, James? So you had that awful car wreck in February. At the time, we were all just you know worried that you know he's going to be able to walk again, for goodness sake. I guess he just shattered mm-hmm. his leg. And uh, on Sunday morning, he posted a three-second video of himself swinging a golf club with the caption, making progress. And that was certainly great to see in the, on the bad leg, the recovering leg, I should say. He's got what looks like um, some kind of brace that goes from his high thigh right down to his ankle. But mm-hmm. he sure looks like he's getting around on the ball pretty well. Um, doesn't seem to have the, the club speed he normally would, but it's at least a great sign, right? Well, I'll tell you what, Stevie, when, when that happened, um, you know, the, the, the guy's a phenom, of course, and he's accomplished, you know, more than any golfer ever will, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and, and everyone talks about him trying to beat Jack's major record, 
you know, he wins the Masters there a couple of years ago. And, you know, incredible feat, incredible feat that he's still doing it. And then he has this, you know, the, the, this terrible car accident. I, I was, if I was a betting man, Steve, which I am, I'm laying the mortgage on, he's not going to come back. He tempted fate. He survived that car accident. Uh, you know, what, what, what's left for him to do? Um, and, and I think of the same thing, although he didn't get injured of, of Tom Brady, these great athletes, right? And I'm going, why, why did Tom Brady ever come back? But, and then I said, there's no way Tiger, you know, it's a great time to hang him up. Okay. Great time to hang him up. You got your life, you got kids, you're, you've, you know, you, you survived this thing. So I said, there's no way he's going to, why, why would he, why would he? And sure enough, and I love the comeback, Stevie, um, both those guys, Brady and, and Woods, here's, here's the deal. I want to win. Right. And I want to keep winning, and I want to win all the time. And I want to do it until I drop dead, <laughs> you know? And um, it, it's, a, it's a, a real testament, man, to this guy's competitive drive, you know? <clears throat> this, is, this is, you know, this PGA Tour, Steve, it ain't weak, man. It ain't weak. God, no. You know, um, so I, I, I think it's incredible. I think it's incredible that 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 he wants to come back, you know. Uh, yeah, and the and the love is there. I mean, I don't I don't know how reasonable it is to think that he'll even play in the Masters, let alone win the thing. But this more speaks to the interest level and how much faith people have in that competitive fire you speak of that Tiger Woods has always possessed. Yeah, you, you know he wants to. You know he'll want to play the Masters until the day his heart stops beating. Right. But bet MGM has Woods winning the Masters. It's listed at plus 4,000, which is better than all but 18 players in the entire field, at least the field as they know it. There's going to be some qualifying, obviously, here in the coming months. But we're not even sure right now if Tiger can even walk 18 holes, much less play Augusta four days in a row. So he has better odds than a guy like Bubba Watson, who's won the thing twice. Right. Um, so it just better odds than you know, twice as good odds as Phil Mickelson, who just won a major earlier this year. So mm -hmm. that's mm -hmm. that's how people feel about Tiger Woods. I don't know that any of that's realistic, but that's how they feel about him. Yeah, and I saw I saw that vid, you know, and I I, I said, what well, what have we got here? What? And uh, you know, I'm not a I'm not a golf pro, Stevie, but I love the game. I'm like, he looks that rep he's taking at it looks like nothing nothing has bothered him. Yeah. You know, it's like he didn't. I saw the brace on his leg. <laughs> Excuse me, Steve. Oh, sorry. <coughs> I can't Welcome find my edit, edit button. Edit free Monday, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, I'll leave it in there. Who cares? Right. Um, yeah, when I saw him tear at, I'm like, just I, I don't see anything wrong with the guy at, at all. You know, so what? What yeah. a great story to watch down the road here. What a great story yeah. to tune into and pique my interest, man. Yeah, it's a very. I mean, it's it's standard. It's actually a more fluid looking golf swing than normal because Tiger's always a guy takes a pretty nasty rip at the ball. This looks like more balanced and, and slower because he's obviously dealing with injury. And who knows? I mean, maybe there's going to be a silver lining in, uh, in, in the whole thing in that his golf swing, maybe he stops attacking it so much and maybe he loses a few yards off the, off the tee or something like that. But maybe there's a, you know, a more balanced golf swing right. that comes out of this thing. It's hard to know. I mean, a doctor probably could give you a better sense of uh, his doctor, give you a better sense what the likelihood of an actual return is mm -hmm. maybe maybe he's just training to play a little golf with his buddies and have some beers on the weekend that's obviously not a, i'm sure it's not his ultimate goal but 
who knows? Maybe that's all it is at this stage. Who knows? Right. Have to watch. It, eh? We'll have to watch. Yep. No doubt. Uh, a couple of other things before we wrap things up today. You, were you into the Tiger King phenomenon? Was I ever? Was I ever? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I liked it when I, you know, when the first episode, I was like, this, what, 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 what is happening here with this thing? I thought it was uh, made up, you know, I thought it was made up. And of course it wasn't. Uh, so I, you know, on to the next show. And then I got kind of tired of it after the, I think the third show or the fourth one. And I got curious and went zipped right to the end. And then I went right to the end of it. Uh, so yeah, I, I was into it. Um, it was fantastic. You know, it, it really was. I did. I, like I say, I got a little impatient. I didn't want to rip through all the shows, but yeah. Uh, it's kind of yeah. car wreck TV when you get down to it. And the two big, they're basically they they hated each other. It's two rival tiger zoos, one run by the Tiger King, and the other run by a woman named Carol Baskin, who seemed to be, I don't know, she seemed to be taking the higher road, like I care for the animals and such. But it didn't in the big picture as a viewer. It didn't look like she was treating the tigers any better than the Tiger King was. But one of her storylines, Carol Baskin's, was that her first husband disappeared off the face of the earth, right. and they didn't. Basically, the producers let the viewer think that there may be a chance that Carol fed her ex-husband <laughs> to her tigers. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, he went missing in 1997. Her former husband was declared legally dead in 2002. Well, they found him. He's, he's cool. actually alive and well in Costa Rica. His name was Don Lewis, and uh, his disappearance happened six years after he married Baskin, and that was actually one of the plot points in the reality show with his family suspecting Baskin may have killed him. In hindsight now, and now that we've seen Carol Baskin in action, it may be that he just wanted to get the hell away from her. <laughs> sure, sure. I, you know, I love, I love what they, uh, you know, when you're, when you're producing a show, Stevie, you can imagine sitting down all the time. And I know this, right? When you're, when you're putting stuff together, shows, it's like, what's the hook? Okay, you need a hook. Okay, you got to you got to hook the audience. You got to pull them in, and you know it might be, well, let's you know let's add a little mystery to this thing. Let's add a little unknown, you know, so we can go from episode to episode. We'll leave them hanging, you know, and 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 you might say something like, okay, mate, let's make Carol Bass let let's tease the audience with, she's up for fraud or tax evasion, right? Okay, that'll be good, you know. No, 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 no. Fed her husband to a tiger. Let's go. <laughs> fed the husband to a tiger. Okay, let's go with that. It's like oh, it just shows you what suckers we are, Stevie. Okay, because I understand the the viewership of that thing was through the roof. Tiger, oh, yeah. you know. So I think it's almost like don't insult my intelligence, but when's the next show? When's the next season coming up? <laughs> well, and the way the way they produced it, it was like now that we, I mean. You're watching this thing, and the narrator is talking about her ex-husband and her his disappearance. And the way they produced and edited the thing, they they always like a cutaway shot to a tiger, and you're like almost imagining the guy being digested by the tiger that's currently on screen. <laughs> They're awesome. Yeah. Anyway, I'm glad he's I'm glad he's all right. I mean, I sure, don't want to see yeah, anybody being yeah. eaten and digested by tigers. That would be no, not just good. Not there's good. a there's a Tiger King too that is uh, coming out, so uh, we can all wait. I don't think that'll be nearly as successful as the last, but uh, we shall see. 
There's also another off the pager that kind of grabbed my attention. There was a, for a long time, Mike and the Mad Dog was a uh, must listen in New York City in sports yeah. radio, WFAN. Remember that? And uh, I, think it's, I think they've split over the years. Um, so Mike and the Mad Dog no longer together. And Mike Francesca has been a solo act for many, many years. And he's, he's had some interesting moments over the last few years. He's getting on in age. One of the things that makes, makes him popular is he, well, he, he falls asleep quite a bit on the air, which I suppose you could relate to some degree, James. Anyway, Sorry? which I suppose you could relate to a little bit because you've had a couple yes. of those moments over the years. The guy's got to um, grab a few winks, Stevie, once in a while, right? Absolutely. Pick your spots. Yeah. So Noah Syndergaard, he was a uh, popular New York Mets pitcher for a long time. Uh, he made his uh, debut with the Mets back in mm-hmm. 2015. He's a guy that looks kind of like Thor from the Avengers. And uh, anyway, Syndergaard is no longer a New York Mets. He has signed a one-year deal with the LA Angels for $21 million. And basically, Francesca, this is always the thing about sports radio. You always want to deliver honest talk on the air, but at the same time, you don't want to go too far and embarrass the player or anything like that. So Francesca basically, as Syndergaard is heading out the door, said over the weekend on Twitter, you know what, the New York Mets are better off without Syndergaard. In case you haven't noticed, They've actually been without him for years now. Noah Ooh. Syndergaard replies, damn, I didn't know you were still alive. Congratulations. <laughs> Perfect. And the, yeah, that's yep. good. And then, they, and then it carries on and escalates from there on Twitter. Hey, I competed every, this is Francesca. I competed every day for 35 years and won in my chosen profession in the greatest city in the world. Noah whined and ran away. And Syndergaard didn't let that lie. The only thing you've ever won is being a gas bag Mets hating opportunist. All you've done is talk shit and spread toxic crap for your entire career. Congrats again, sweetie. You're doing great. Oh, that's lovely. Sweetie? Is that what he called him? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Very solid. Uh, perfect. I love those. Yeah. The, the the best comeback ever from those guys who are getting ripped uh, is, uh, yeah, I don't know. I never I never heard it. Yeah, I didn't. I don't follow the guy. Yeah. You know, I don't, I, I'm not sure what you're talking about. Cause I don't, I, I got no idea. I got yeah. no idea what you're, what you're talking about. That, that's funny. Although I love it. Juicy. It, Juicy. It, I think, yeah. The athletes almost always going to win those at the end of the day. Cause they've got the popularity. They've got the money. They've really ascended to the best of the best. And Francesca just looks like a guy to me. That's kind of just hanging on at this stage well, of the game. And the other thing is, you know, you're a radio guy. He's an athlete. What, what do you mean? I'm better than you at, my, at, at our jobs. What, you don't have the same job, though, Steve. In their respective fields. That's yeah, you all. don't, you know, whatever, you know, whatever. You know, you know what we should do, Stevie? What's that? So the Syndergaard gas bag thing here, right? It, it, it grows legs, right? Picks up a lot of momentum, you know, and now, now everyone's weighing in on this thing. We, we should make something up, Steve, and just, okay, so, so we're going to, we're going to, uh, we're going to, Pick a guy, okay? Let's make it like uh, Francesco Gallardo. <laughs> okay, Francesco Gallardo. I'll tell you what, okay? That guy's a piece of crap, okay? I'll tell you, that guy's nothing. And then Stevie will get Gallardo, we'll weigh in. We'll get Francesco to weigh in. We'll create this whole big controversy. I like that. Okay. <laughs> little fake promo. I like it. A little fake news. Try that bag of crap. I'll tell you about that Francesco Gallardo. Indeed. Go on the limb here. He's, he's no good. 
All right. Well, that'll do it for No Edit Mondays. We'll see if that comes out all right. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we invite you to check out our website at stevewproject.com. Uh, Big Voice will tell you everything else you need to know. James, enjoy your day. Any final thoughts? I'm a broken man on a Halifax pier. I'm a private musketeer. Thanks for being with <laughs> us on the SWP. Please subscribe today and share the show with your friends and followers. We're at stevewproject.com. Say goodnight, James. Good night, everybody. We'll see you.